Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. standing the pitch ground ball towards third Brito up throws got her the Sooners beat Texas six to one and claim the Big 12 tournament championship for the eighth time in program history victory And so now it gets blown up like I'm calling her a pet Coach Gasso a cheater. If Coach Gasso thinks I called her a cheater, I apologize. I did not. I mean, insinuated, maybe, whatever. And they stay there. And they say yeah. And they say there. One of the best sound clips of all time. Keep that one in the archives. We're going to get some uh, run out of that one, I'm sure. Uh, what not a going weekend, away. huh? Not going away anytime soon. Yeah, what a what a weekend. I uh, it was poetic. I thought that a transfer won Big Twelve tournament MVP against uh, Mike White in Texas after those comments that we just heard. Nice, like that yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, that was great. Very good stuff. Just championships all over the place. Softball, Big Twelve championship. How about Coach Stoops? Domination. XFL? Domination. Big game, Bob. He doesn't lose in the Alamo Dome, man. I know it. Beat number one Missouri, won the uh, Alamo Bowl against Oregon. He won there earlier this year, and then he wins an XFL championship there on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot to celebrate, but OU softball winning the Big 12 tournament, getting the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament is uh, it's pretty good. 43 wins in a row now after they uh, beat Texas 6-1. to one. And how about Jordy Ball? Uh, yeah. You you know her as an elite pitcher, as you should, but she's also an elite base runner, and, oh, she can hit the ball pretty well, too. She, no <laughs> she's about as complete of a player as you're going to find. Dang. It's the softball version of Shohei Otani, right? Is that what we've got going? Uh, or for a football comparison, I guess uh, Andre Wolfolk, who we talked about last yeah. week, two-way player. Yeah. I love, um, you know, Bob won the – the XFL championship, as you said, in the Alamo Dome, which he's got such a great record there that when you asked him about it and said he's undefeated there, he was like, oh, I don't know. Is that true? Yeah. Huh? huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> it is, it's even more true now. Even more That's true. Right. So That's can, right. can we technically call Coach Stoops a second-year coach? Because the first year – the season didn't finish. I, I, I Really, I'm asking because he won a title in the second year at OU. If this counts as his second uh-huh. year with the Renegades, then it then it happened again. Yeah. I think that's – even though they didn't have a championship in the first year, 
he won it in the second Just for year. the comparison, let's yeah. just go with it. It's it's easy. Who cares if you don't consider it a full season, whatever. Which begs the question, if he were to re-enter college football, does that um, does that reset to where he'd win a championship in his second year again, or is that yes. a one-time deal you, as a head coach? No, that's right. He would take over for Kirk Ferentz in Iowa, fire Kirk Ferentz's son as offensive coordinator, <laughs> and the Iowa Hawkeyes would win a national championship in the second year. That's what would happen. Oh, man. Okay, well, Sooners win the Big 12. Not a not a big surprise there. Massive favorite. Everyone expected it was going to happen. Um, they've got to go out and earn it, though. I know we all get to say it's a foregone conclusion, but they have to actually go out there and do the work and get it done. They did. Selection show on Sunday, Tyler, and did not watch it. However, later in the evening, I did notice that my uh, my timeline was littered what it with sound hot like? Alabama at five. What's the committee drinking? Did it sound something like that? Alabama at okay. five. Oklahoma State at six. Please tell me you saw Texas getting selected and how it was the uh, unhappiest team ever. Yeah. Like when, when Hofstra got selected, they were like jumping up and down. Woo! You know, celebrating like they knew they were going to get in because they won their conference. I just laugh because, hey, Hofstra, you get to play the number one team in the nation in their house. And they're still celebrating whatever. They made the tournament. They don't care. Texas gets a top 16 seed and it it looked like they did. You know, they just found out they didn't make the tournament or something. That was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, It's about like was it last year when Washington found out they're coming to Norman? <laughs> How like, upset that group was. Uh, it stinks. OK, it we're literally anywhere else but Norman. Thank you. Yeah. yeah Alabama at five. I, I mean, if you're if you set me up to give you a good reason why that happened, I, I cannot do so. I, I do not know why that happened, nor does which is shocking. Else. Yeah, it's shocking. That is a shock. And frankly, Texas has a legitimate beef with the way Oklahoma State finished their season. Um, what, Texas, did they blank them? Did they? Yeah, Texas swept them. Yeah. Um, now, Texas did get swept the weekend before the Big 12 tournament, I believe, by Baylor. So it's not like Texas was playing great softball either. But right. it, but if you want to compare it to where Alabama and Oklahoma State were seated, sure, they, they definitely have a well, beef. Well, I, I guess I don't even really care so much about, like, to single out Texas as someone who got, um, you know, screwed on the deal. But it, the fact that where Oklahoma State was and just, I don't know, I, which here's the thing. I don't have I don't have a whole lot of knowledge whenever it comes to it. I'm just kind of like lick, listening to what everyone else is saying and checking the comments, and it seems pretty much unanimous that those two – was did Alabama get what a lot of people considered the easiest region? Uh, prob- yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't get over they're, – they're a five seed, but – what would you have laughed if the committee would have came? They would have said, Texas, why, why is Texas seated so low? What happened? And they essentially say that uh, that was a D-bag tax that they had to pay for their coaches' comments early in the year. We well, knocked them back about five or six spots because of Mike White. It's the D-bag so tax. What uh, anything you say can and will be held against you in the court of – I fully support it if that's uh, what happened. In the court of seed placement, yeah. 
uh, wild. I, I don't know how all that stuff goes down, but it seems to have fired the softball world up, which, hey, controversy gets attention. Attention's a good thing, I, I guess. I feel bad for the teams that maybe were left out. What do we care? We're the number one overall seed, right? Yeah, and how you hoped, like before the year when you were evaluating this team and like if you would have thought it, like how you, you, you would want this team to be trending at this time of the year, that's kind of where they're at right now, man. Yeah. Just won the Big 12 easily by several games. Won the Big 12 tournament title, just one loss, 43 consecutive wins. The staff has three aces. Now Kirsten Deal's pitching well. They, um, they're, they're right where you would want them to be. I, I feel very good about things. Right. And heading into a game against the Hofstra Pride on Friday afternoon. Right. Well, um, all in all, got to say, pretty good weekend. Mother's Day thrown in there. Had a good Mother's Day out at our house. Um, so, yeah. Did you actually buy your wife a gift this time, or do you still not exchange gifts? Is that still No, we did. Uh, my son and I, we got up early, went into town, got together, made, got her some stuff that she loves for breakfast, got her some flowers and stuff. It was fun, man. We had a good time doing it. Well, uh, we were scheming the night before as to what we were going to do, and uh, he was all <laughs> amped up about it. He got up super early. It was fun. I overpaid for a purse strap on uh, my Mother's yeah. Day, so you know, nice. it's well, the thought that counts. I, it's the thought that counts. It should be the hundred dollars plus that I spent that should count as well. I mean, the purse strap cost so much that I couldn't buy the entire purse, and all it was was a <laughs> teddy. It's insane. Like, I still can't believe it. Uh, you know the clear purses that you have to bring in for football games, basketball games, all that? There was a purse strap that, you know, just said Boomer Sooner on it. Like, it looked cool. Like, okay, yeah, we go to, a, we go to a, you know, games together, whatever. I'll get her a new clear purse with this Boomer Sooner strap. $90. Well, actually, it was like 110 I want to say. Mm. 110 Okay, well, that's a little steep for a – clear purse in this purse strap but it, whatever that's that's fine uh, sir that's just for the purse strap the purse mm. by itself is 150 dollars. <laughs> wow what look at you is that the new way to put something on layaway uh, instead of buying the whole purse you just buy the purse strap and like yeah. hey, hey honey i'm telling you now when i when I, I promise i'm going to get the other half of this thing when i told the uh worker there yeah i'll just take the strap i got a look of wow you're a poor you are poor she's already got a clear uh, purse i'm just gonna put the strap on it that's that's what's gonna look good now you guys don't sell that thing i'm gonna come back and buy the handles later and then eventually i'll get the actual uh, body of the purse if there is such uh, such a thing as a walk of shame and class and curve and okc buddy i I walked it on thursday morning (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine class and curve Oh my gosh, I can't imagine the uh, the odd look. You I got told from you the, the odd look that I got when I just said, "I'll just take the strap, not the yeah. first." <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this poor guy. <sighs> well, can you use this? <laughs> can you use it for more than that purse? I mean, God, is there... I hope so. I'm going to YouTube it later on and see if it's multi-purpose. It's like, is there a point in getting the strap? Could you use it for anything else, or is the the purse coming later? Tommy says, what the hell, $110 on a purse strap? Yeah, Tommy, it's it's real. 918 purse strap, LMAO, looks good with your fanny pack, Tyler. (laughs)
purse strap is not for me, but for how much it costs, I may try to get some usage out of it with the oh, fanny pack. That's great. My wife went to Home Depot, says a texture in the 405, because she wanted to pick her own gift. She came out with a new electric weed eater so she can do it now. If that's not winning, I don't know what is. Wow, wow. that's right. Congratulations. There you go. That's good. So when that Alabama loses by 69 runs, can we say I told you so, says the texture in the 918. They may well, lose by 69 runs. That could happen. Well, not playing what's, well. What's crazy is, and I don't know what the exact formula is and what factors in or not, but their ace pitcher got hurt before the weekend yep. as well, right? Mon- and, Montana fouts, as you would say. And I don't know what, what the prognosis is, if she's going to be out for, for the postseason or what, but. It was it was a knee, I think. We we talked about it. Looked fairly significant. So you feel like that, you know, if they're looking at what they think the team is is going to do, that that should have factored in on top of some of the other issues that they had going on. I don't know. Pretty wild. Uh, by the way, the text line is on board with Bob going back to Iowa. By the way, can we somehow get Bob back to Iowa? Play TBOW in the Big Ten. Come on, please, let's do it. Right. That would be – Bob would take the high road and he would say nice things before and after the game and the handshake at midfield would be pleasant, but still. Right. It would be highly entertaining if that matchup ever happened. Well, it would. I guess uh, I guess let's hit an opening timeout and we'll come back and we can uh, – there's plenty of stuff to get into. Georgia, Tyler lands the number one overall recruit in the country. Dylan Riola, quarterback. That's a that's a big gift After for them. After you and, uh, basically guaranteed he was going to USC. No, I well, yeah, I guess I kind of did. I I guess I'm still kind of surprised by the decision, but that's a that's a that's huge a, deal for Georgia, man. Huge deal for Georgia, and I know there was a lot of people that thought that there's a really good chance that this is going to be maybe the recruit that changes everything for Nebraska, right? So that's got to be a big blow to the Nebraska faithful up there that were eyeing this one really close. So, And we got some big recruiting stuff coming up here uh, pretty quickly. I heard you guys talking on Locked In, so plenty of stuff to get to. Hit us on the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Come see us. Physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. It's going to be a hot one this May, and it's sizzling. Specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. The Rush on the Ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knipple Meyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Yeah, there was a lot of good this weekend. OU softball wins the Big 12 tournament title, number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. OU baseball sweeps Gonzaga. The Arlington Renegades win the XFL title. Um, Sean did mention, just did just say, let's see if you get this reference. Congratulations to the Orlando Renegades for winning the XFL XFL title. If you don't get that reference, there was a, a member of the media around here that uh, tweeted out the Orlando Renegades in a uh, congrats to Bob Stoops for winning the title. Really? 
Yeah. Huh. I bet you can guess which one it was. Uh, let's see. Barry Trammell. No. <laughs> Barry would not just, make that mistake. Just kidding. Orlando, that's... It was congrats to at Bob Stoops and the Orlando Renegades for winning the XFL title. Huh. Okay. Former employee here, Teddy. That should be uh, enough uh, of a hint, <laughs> the Orlando Renegades. But another another cool thing that happened this weekend was um, Jalen Hurts coming back to Norman, getting his master's degree that's right. on, on Friday. And I feel like there was a time, and I feel like there was a time because the text line essentially told us this, that some almost didn't recognize Jalen Hurts as – like a, a full member, like a like a like a former player of OU football, like he just wasn't accepted as, as some others. I I, I don't know. I, I that feeling was once there. I don't feel like that's the case anymore. And I don't know if that ended because he would say University of Oklahoma at times before a game when the Eagles were playing in prime time. But I think situations like that, situations on Friday. I think there's a lot of people around here that have a different perception of Jalen Hurts than maybe they yeah. did two to three years ago. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, I think that's true. I think it. First of all, how awesome is it that a guy that just signed uh, at the time was the biggest contract in NFL history is also finishing up his Masters uh, at Oklahoma at the time. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot we could say about Jalen Hurts, but the guy is focused. He's determined. He's he's like a rock. He he's going to do exactly what he says, and he's not really going to waver from anything. He's in a pretty impressive dude. Yeah. So well, and, and he completed I, all this, I guess, seemingly yeah. during the most like this was a make or break year for him with the Eagles. It felt like. You know, they, right. they went out and made some key off-season additions a year ago and basically said, all right, well, we're going to find out if you're our guy or not because we're putting some real talent around you at wide receiver. Go make it happen. And he did. And all the while, he's finishing up a master's degree. It's not, nah, dude. It's, it's, it's impressive for sure. It is. And I'm sure there'll be the folks saying that, well, come on. It's not like he actually did any of the work or any of the – I don't know what he did. But I know – like, even if he didn't, it's a headache that he doesn't even have to deal with, and he did it, right, to complete it. So um, I think that's big time for him. That was awesome. So uh, that was big. We also had we also had a big um, live golf event going on in the state, which was uh, pretty cool. So, hmm. yeah, busy, busy, busy around here. Yeah. Good stuff happening. Uh, Dylan Ryla, though, big news today in college football, commits to Georgia. And I'm just interested to see – if this changes anything with Georgia the next three to four years on kind of how they go about their offense. Because I, I think that you can make you can make some comparisons to Alabama a little bit, that Bama didn't have elite quarterback play necessarily when they made their rise with, uh, with Nick Saban. And then after they won a title or two, that's when they started getting the big-time quarterback prospects in. And now Bama is a team that will spread it around, like they'll throw it around, score 40-plus points per game. Bama is definitely a different program than they were 10 years ago when they were first winning those titles with Saban. I don't yeah. think that's going to be the case with Georgia, but anytime you get the number one overall player, a five-star quarterback, then I would think that they're going to open up some things offensively with this guy. You know, it's hard to say. I think 
as long as their defense is uh, as strong as they have been, then I think you're going to see a lot of the same stuff, right? I think uh, they're going to continue to operate, you know, how they how they have as long as they continue to get success that way. But, you know, as soon as things change a little bit, maybe they have a down year, a couple of guys in recruiting don't pan out, injuries, whatever, and they kind of switch up and, and start to lean a little bit more on their offense. Um or, you know, they don't win a championship. Like, even though they're good, they don't win a championship. Offense struggles. Well, we got to make a change offensively. You bring in a coordinator and, you know, you start start feeding that side of the ball a little bit more. And, you know, before you know it, the balance of your team and, and what got you to where you are can be off a little bit. And, you know, and, and things change. I, I don't know if Georgia is at risk of doing that. Um, I'm shocked, I guess not shocked, I knew it was, you know, one of the top options for Riola to go to Georgia, I knew that he wanted it pretty bad, um, you know, but I think that for a quarterback to go to Georgia, it seems to me it's going to be very difficult to live up to any type of expectations because i they've just won two in a row oh yeah and they won two in a row with a junior college quarterback that no one really gave much credit to and i don't expect that to change i don't expect that all of a sudden the quarterback's going to start getting a ton of credit at georgia no matter what happens there and if you don't win a championship if you could do it with a junior college kid in Stetson Bennett, you have to be able to do it with a five-star. Oh, well, yeah. And if you can't, then it's got to be Riola couldn't win one, but Stetson Bennett could. Seriously, exactly. yeah, yeah, that, that'll that'll totally be the narrative. And it's, it's not like be difficult. It's not like Georgia fans are, I'm sure, super humble after winning two titles and saying, "Hey, man, this has been great." Anything else that happens in the next twenty years is just is just gravy, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll take a title, but we're not going to demand it here moving forward. No, no, no way. I'm sure uh, Georgia fans are going to be pissed if they don't win a title this year. Right. Even though Dylan David Ryan. Pollock tried to like tried to calm things down a little bit, um, not going to be the case, you know. And and there's going to be a finger to point somewhere. And I know that he's not he's not playing this season and. You know, it's going to be a while before he's there and uh, perhaps even starting. Who knows whenever that happens. But I don't know. I thought – and frankly, I'll just tell you, I had the conversation with his dad. I thought it was – I thought it was, it's a risky move. But, you know, if the kid wants to go play there, he wants to go play there. What, what else are you going to say? It's going to be a great opportunity. I mean, you're going to have all eyes on you playing in the SEC at a place like Georgia. You can't really knock that. No, you, you can't. And now the question is, like any other five-star quarterback, who's he going to bring along with him in this class? Because Georgia right. is already recruiting well enough on its own right now. But if you add the five-star quarterback, maybe the most well-known prospect in this entire class, you know that he's going to bring a wide receiver and an offensive lineman or two. Like Georgia's class – Got a whole lot better because of Dylan Riola, but it will continue to get better as he recruits for this class moving forward. That's that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, 
So Oklahoma. I mean, I, I mean, I, I Georgia's going to be Georgia's not going away anytime soon. Is kind of how I read this situation. We'll see how much different they look, but I don't know. This kind of solidifies them for a while for me. If they weren't already, I feel like it's still like when OU gets in the SEC. We're mostly going to be talking about Georgia and Alabama as probably one and two, and then we'll see what happens this year with like an LSU and a Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. Um, what? What's the deal with the um, the kid committing this weekend? Zadavian Sims, yeah, four star defensive tackle, uh, interior defensive lineman. Sounds like it's OU or Oregon. And I asked Parker today, and he ninety percent confidence level that it'll be uh, OU for Zadavian Sims. Ninety percent confidence. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Wow. Over Oregon, huh? Yep. Well, uh, I think that's that's big time. And he's – what's his rating? Is he a top 100? Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on which service. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's big time. That's a uh, – you know, that's a uh, – he, he looks the part for sure. Now, I haven't seen any of his stuff, but he looks like a, a guy that already has a massive frame and – is going to continue to grow into it. Still a young kid, and one, two, three years down the road, that's going to be a grown man. He's going to be big, huge. It's been one of those players that you've been uh, needing to get in uh, recruiting for a while. That yeah. type of body on the interior defensive line, so it, it comes at a comes at a good time going to the and SEC. Oklahoma sits currently at, as I look look at it, two four seven sports. The number 26 class with six commits right now. Um, that would that would help out quite a bit, sign a uh, – or not sign, get a commit from a, a four-star defensive lineman. Should push them up at least uh, a handful of notches, right? Uh, yeah, I, it, yes, it would. Uh, 405, I got some PTSD from defensive line commitments. Yeah. With a laughing face. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. Yeah, and Oregon is – one of those schools out there that uh, Oklahoma's been competing with, uh, combating with, uh, perhaps, on the recruiting trail. Last year, the, the Peyton Bowen stuff went went into extra innings, I guess you could say, uh, before Oklahoma finally landed the safety. And, you know, Oregon right now, they're, they're doing well. They're recu- recruiting well again, already have a, a top ten class as it sits at this moment. And they are competitive. And they've got an endless bank account behind them. That's the thing you got to worry about. Five three nine on the Knipplemeyer text line. Rumor monger again here. I'm hearing rumblings that Clemson and Florida State are looking for a way to break their contract with the ACC, which goes until 2036. Have you yeah. heard this as well? So apparently, um, they're calling it the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. There are seven ACC schools: Clemson, Florida State, Miami. North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. That's the magnificent seven. No no Duke there. And these schools have met in the past several months with lawyers examining grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable that uh, that deal is because that ACC deal runs through 2036. And Michael Offord at Florida State, he's like, hey, we are the most powerful brand in the ACC. We want more money. They're, they're trying to get out of this deal, man. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple of things. 
Don't know where they came up with the term Magnificent Seven, but that clearly does not uh, do justice to the seven schools <laughs> that they are uh, are talking about. Anything but Magnificent. Magnificent at basketball. And even that, it's like North Carolina, and that's really about it in that group. Uh, you could say that those schools have been – all have been magnificent at one time or another, at one sport or another, but never. What do you have say if you're Duke? Been. It's like, hey guys, it's the magnificent seven. North Carolina and North Carolina State are in there, and Duke's left out. It's like, what? What happened, guys? Yeah, no like eight kidding. miles apart. What's going on? I don't know. Um, that that deal that those university athletic directors. Board of Regents, whatever, the deal that they agreed to with ESPN, I can you I can only believe that ESPN, after they inked that deal with the ACC, laughed their asses off after the ink hit the paper. It makes no sense, man. 20, 2036 in in the 2035. way in the way that college football changes over the course of each decade to ink yourself that long to a deal is just. It's dumb, man. Laughable. Laughable. Um, so, I mean, you can get out of anything if you've got the, the right amount of money. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Um, you know, ESPN, I've got to believe, they're interested in making money. And it seems by, like, what's gone on, they are looking for premier content. Right, the best playing the best, like that's what people want to see. So, ESPN, who's also has the deal with the SEC, right? It may not be such a bad deal for them. Like, I can imagine they'd want to play ball if you can pull the cream of the crop out of one place and put them somewhere else if it means more money for everyone and, and better content that they can put uh, put out there. But, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the reality of it. Uh, the point is it's going to be really difficult for Florida State, for Clemson, for any of those schools to get out of that deal because before they even have to, they can get out of it, they have to have somewhere to go. Yep. And I don't even know necessarily that the SEC is – is willing to play ball on any of those schools. Like for Florida State, yeah, having the, the brand Florida State and the SEC would be cool. They're but not even the biggest brand in their own state. I, I would argue that Florida probably is. You've already got a lot of those, a share of those televisions with Florida. Uh, same thing with Clemson. You've got, a, you've got a school in South Carolina. Now, obviously, like Clemson draws uh, a big fan base, a lot of televisions, a lot of outside their their own market televisions to watch them play. But still, I I don't I don't know how exactly they calculate all those things about who is worth bringing in and, and who's not. It is but, pretty amazing. It's the uh, only deal, to my knowledge, that the that ESPN has ever won, and they won this one going away. It would upset me if I see how much Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith make at ESPN and how lopsided those deals are, but it's the ACC that couldn't win over ESPN. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. ESPN wins negotiations on some deals and massively loses on others. Like, no, 
there would be no change to the ratings on ESPN. I say this all the time. If they got rid of all of those talk shows where they pay those hosts a ton of money and played uh, the old World's Strongest Men uh, clips, it'd be the exact same amount of you, people watching. Uh, they they'd, uh, they get the, the Goldsby market, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Space between you and the vehicles ahead of you. When driving through work zones, we want you and our crews to make it home safe and help us make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lamb, and Knippel Meyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Shreveport is back, baby. That's right, with BYU officially entering into the Big 12 this year. That means uh, the Independence Bowl has now folded into the uh, Big 12 uh, bowl tier. Uh, the Big 12 has seven automatic bids currently, because I guess BYU had a deal with the Independence Bowl since they were really? independent of... You don't make a New Year Six, you win this many games, you go play in Shreveport. Well, the Independence Bowl is back in the Big 12. Nice. Hopefully we're not talking about the possibility of Shreveport in the month of November. However, an old flame uh, is coming back around for the Big 12. How is there it? any way to, to spin it positively if we end up in the Independence Bowl? Yeah, just getting ready for uh, games in the state of Louisiana. Since yeah. you're about to be in the SEC, I, th- I think that's it. Playing even, down there in even SEC country. Shreveport is uh, in a different part of the state than Baton Rouge. Who? Okay, so like you, BYU away. used to have a tie to it. Like, what? Do they have any other ties that they've got? Uh, like what? What, what do you mean? Like any other like, bull ties? You, well, no. Like the Independence Bowl. Like who typically would you see there? Like. Florida State played in it in Jimbo's final year, I want to yes. say. Awesome. Yeah. I, who knows if he even showed up to that thing or not. Hey, I'm going to be on there, the, the, the riverboat there. That, 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 <laughs> the game starts at 3.30. Hey, we'll get out of there around 4.30 or so. You like to gamble, don't you? <laughs> God, Jimbo in a casino. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you I, can't actually, imagine. I could. Yes. Yeah, that's the easiest thing in the world to imagine. Table minimum, 500? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take two seats. Why are you going to hit on 16, huh? Why are you going to hit on 16? You got to make money, don't you? Gosh. Yeah. I, it, it's changed. It used to be Big 12 SEC. Um, I guess it was like ACC maybe at large at one point. Like the, the Independence Bowl has seen several different ties, but now it's back with the Big 12. Do you think – okay, so anytime you have a – for example, when we went to the four-team playoff, excellent – uh, it was awesome to see the top four teams duke it out, and we're going to ultimately crown the winner, the best team in the country, as the national champion. Awesome. Unforeseen circumstance, and I, I say unforeseen, probably a lot of people saw it coming. Uh, kind of the rest of the bowl world didn't matter nearly as much anymore. Is that going to be accelerated whenever we go to the 12-team and – is a, or is it just going to kind of remain the same as it is now? 
I feel like that's going to be accelerated, yes. Because I don't even know. Like, if you don't make the 12-team playoff, at least now, if you don't make the four-team playoff, they're still – well, here's New like, Year six. like, yeah, yeah, like New Year Six. Here's you're still in a major bowl game. I don't even know what will be viewed as a major bowl game with the 12 team playoff, like the, the Capital One Bowl. I, I, I don't know. The, uh, so I, I would say even more so now. Yeah, you're whether you want to, meant to, or not, you're you're kind of killing the rest of it uh, to some degree. I'm sure some of it will go on for a while. Um, you know, I don't know how – like, the ratings for those are terrible. They they get bowl sponsors somehow, but, you know, you don't get the top players playing in those bowl games anymore. The guys that are going to the NFL are skipping out. Uh, guys that are going on the tran- going into the transfer portal are skipping out. Like, I don't know how advertisers could, like, seriously uh, want to consider being a part of some of those bowl games whenever – no one's going to watch because the elite players just aren't playing. Better Bowl City, Shreveport or Miami? <laughs> Miami. I've never <laughs> been to Shreveport. Yeah, I think you can pretty much imagine what that's like. I mean, everything about Miami is great, <laughs> except for the actual game. That's, you know, why the I said, that's why I said Bowl City. But, yeah. yes, Miami is still so much of a better city than Shreveport. It still counts, but... Does and not I, mean Miami's a great bowl city. It just means it's better than Shreveport. I don't know. Days. Maybe I, um, maybe I overdo it on how bad it is. No, you to don't. Get to there's that just stadium. there's no feel there, man. Like I remember going to the national championship when OU played USC, and it's almost like nobody in town knew that the biggest game of the college football season was being played there. And I I hate that for the sports that that's the case. Like once you get around at the facility, yeah, now then it's a pretty cool feel, but. It just, it's just not – maybe Miami's biggest sin is it just doesn't have the, the feel of New Orleans for a big game. Yeah. Well, they've got to be close, and I don't know – I don't know what's going on there. I know they've re – they've had some upgrades to that stadium numerous times, but at some point they've got to be ready to build a new one, right, like everyone else has. That thing's getting pretty old. Yeah, I, I would hope so, man. And I, I remember – didn't the University of Miami at one point weren't they going to build a well, stadium on on their I, campus? I don't think the University of Miami was going to build it. I think John Ruiz was going to try and build it. <laughs> well, or yeah. at least fund it. You know, yeah. Which I, I don't know if that would end up being where you play the Orange Bowl or not. Probably not. But heck, I don't know. SEC spring meetings are two weeks from tomorrow. By the way. Yeah, um, that is important for us to watch for no other reason than kind of feels like we're going to at least get a better idea, if not find out, if OU's going to be playing eight or nine SEC games in their first year in the conference. I Apparently there was a thought that, oh, nine, slam dunk, easy. It makes sense for all the reasons. I guess there's a feeling two weeks out that, yeah, it's not necessarily the slam dunk that everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah. The, the eight games is definitely on the table here. Yeah, they're getting some pushback. And, you know, frankly, uh, for Oklahoma, I can see why an eight-game conference slate for Oklahoma could be advantageous. Um, not just – I, for wins, 
like with scheduling non-conference, but to be able to schedule another home game because we have yeah, the neutral site deal. So like, I don't. I, I wonder. I wonder where Oklahoma stands on on that. Not that they even get a vote in it. I don't. I don't know that they do. But I wonder where they would prefer to be. Probably on the side of what creates the most money is what uh, I would guess. Yeah. And if an extra SEC game, if that means a lot more money, then maybe that's it. But it kind of feels like what did we what did we read a, a couple of weeks ago that the, uh, the the bigger programs, the big programs, are in favor We're of the it. nine yeah. versus the eight. The, the lesser teams, the Missouri Vanderbilts want eight. It's easier for them to get to that six wins for a bowl game, which makes sense. Uh, as as a it? season ticket holder, I, I guess I would favor nine just because OU might get an extra home game. How entertaining is that home game going to be if right. there's just eight? Well, what, what's interesting to me is um, that I, I would think that ESPN would be the one that basically says no no we're paying you guys this much money that's based on uh, non-conference games you know yeah because those and if that is the case and they're playing not and i still think they're going to play nine sec games yeah if i had to guess yeah i would think that that they would at least have some type of saying it maybe not maybe that wasn't part of the negotiations previously i don't know all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we will wrap up hour number one here from newcastle casino next the word is spreading and the ref army is growing Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Fresh flowers, fresh air, fresh love. Start living the good life at the Carlstone. We know you have a lot riding on your shoulders. You got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay, and the last thing you wanted was that car wreck and an insurance claim. But at West Yalagosny, we can help. At your free consultation, we'll put a plan together just for you to get you right back on track. And if you've been injured, we'll help you with your property damage, your car, your bike, your truck, boat, whatever, absolutely free. So don't wait. Call or text West Yalagosny, 405-800-8080. It's 405-800-8080. West Yalagosny. We're different kind of lawyers. Cavens Group, bringing you the sour of the rush. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. They do it all, mold testing, mold removal. If you have damage from any of the recent storms, give Cavens Group a call, 405-573-3048. It's 405-573-3048, Cavens Group. Um, Some kickoff times for this upcoming season were uh, announced today. None from the Big 12 or OU, unfortunately. Mostly from the Big 10, because they're about to uh, they're about to be all in on CBS starting in 2024. The I guess the primetime Big Ten games are will be at 2:30 in the afternoon starting in 2024, nice. which is going to be a change. I think CBS gets to air seven Big Ten games this year, um, like Michigan State and Ohio State. I think was announced as a primetime kickoff earlier today. I, I guess uh, what, what's the over under that we're using this year for 11 a.m. kickoffs for OU? Five and a half, is that the number that we're looking at? Um, I thought I, I think they played six 11 a.m. games last year. That's why I chose yeah, five and a half. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah. Um, I think that – It's just sad to say that if five and a half is even the right over under. That could be a possibility. So if, if CBS is taking a handful of good games from the Big Ten, that means that 
I I'm, I think that means that Fox is going to take perhaps a bigger share of you would think uh, eleven a.m. Big games. Twelve games yeah, at eleven a.m. for Big Noon. That would be my guess, and I feel like the majority of those are going to come from Oklahoma and Texas while they have the opportunity. <laughs> it's uh, OU playing two win Iowa State, and it's still at Big Noon because it's Oklahoma. One last time to get the OU bump. Those Big Noon guys are going to hate Oklahoma by the end of next year. Oh, some say they do already, Teddy. Don't worry about yeah. that. Well, I'm taking the over on five and a half. Let's see. What other compelling stories are there from the Big 12? You've got uh, you've got TCU. You've got Kansas State, Texas. I mean, there's some stuff there to share the wealth a little bit on the 11 a.m.s. Come on, Fox. All right. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next here from Newcastle. Stay with us. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and ninety-nine point three FM, K twenty-five seven DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network.